Hello everyone. Thank you so much for joining us once again for the Far From Eden podcast. We are at episode 5 everyone and I thank you so much for your support so far if you're returning and if this is your first time, welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in and I do hope you find it enlightening or interesting enough to go back and check out the other episodes 1 to 4 that are available whether you're listening on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc, etc. As you already know at this point, I'll be getting into some gray areas with my guests. And today I have David Markway here to walk us through his quote which he took in a direction I really don't expect guys. <laughs> But anyway, his quote is you'll never see a U-Haul behind a hearse. And he shares what is a more laid-back approach to getting things done while the hourglass is still in your favor. Once again, please remember to subscribe, follow, like and interact with us as much as you can on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Instagram and Facebook. Find all the handles in the comments and links on my social media pages. That said, let's get to this and as usual, I will always guarantee you want to listen to the very end just because there's so much to learn up until the very end. Hi David. Oh, thank you so much for coming on to the fourth episode. Yeah, to be the fourth episode of Far From Eden podcast. I'm so excited to have you and I've known David for a bit so we've had some um interesting conversations in the sense that we never particularly seem to agree with anything. <laughs> so we're going to see how this goes, but I'm just going to give David a chance to introduce himself to you guys and yeah, tell you a bit about what he wants you to know about who he is. Uh thank you. Yeah. Um I'm David. I'm a photographer, a filmmaker, um creative person. Uh so I I'm based primarily in Vancouver and I work with um a lot of artists and organizations businesses um just to yeah create and tell stories um about uh, the work that they're doing um and so yeah i'm excited to so that's sort of what i do creatively um but and i'll, I'll probably stick to that cuz that's the more interesting <laughs> side of me but uh yeah i'm excited to be on the podcast um and spar a little bit if if it comes to that but uh yeah thanks for having me <laughs> It is my pleasure and uh, David your quote has to be one of the ones that I've like I've read a lot at this point of the past and upcoming ones and yours has to be one of the ones that like drew me back the most um yeah so how about we just start by getting into why you you chose this particularly like what brought you to deciding that that's um your life philosophy at least for now and that's what you're moving yourself around well i i i always i think after i finished my undergrad i was thinking a lot about like what does it mean to like you know have purpose and like pursue what makes you happy um in life and i think that i had sort of always lived my life like strictly on like in academic terms like you know pursuing like excellence in school like doing as well as i can um and achieving like you know getting like 
certain job. And so I was very used to like that linear kind of trajectory that when I finished my undergrad, I think I sort of had like a moment of like, oh, wow, like this is, I, I, this is not necessarily like where I want to be. And I, I also, at the same time, had been developing like my own creative uh, talents. Um, so just working with cameras and I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed um, telling those visual stories and seeing, you know, how it evoked emotion um, in people. And so I've sort of come to a realization of, or I, I feel like right now I'm at a crossroads in terms of like deciding, do I want to go one way or the other way? Um, or can I do both? And how would that look like? Um, you know, so furthering my traditional career versus continuing to like do creative work. Um, and I think the reason why I picked that quote is just that um, I I've realized how important it is to, for me to continue to be creative in any way, shape or form, because I think it helps me, it keeps life interesting, you know, it keeps you engaged and um, excited about, you know, new possibilities, whether it's like new storytelling possibilities, um, you get an idea and it gives you like a spark and, you know, you only focus on that because other aspects of our lives can be very, I guess, monotone. Um, and so, yeah, I, I guess that's sort of why I, I picked that quote is because I think when you come to the point of like the end of your life, you don't want to think that you, uh, you didn't pursue everything you could have, you know, whether it was a talent you had or like an interest or even if it was just like traveling, maybe. And, you know, you, I think you, you always have regrets at the end of your life. You can never say that you did everything you wanted to do, but at least the things that were constantly sort of in your mind and in your heart, I think it's good to pursue them. So yeah, that's why. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it, it, it does bring about a lot of, um, well, thoughts around the concept of life and like the, the, the length of life and the urgency of it as well when I, when I, when I think about it because it's, it's focused on you not being able to take um, certain things into the next lifetime, right? That if you're, basically if your clock has run out, it's run out whether you've done what you needed to do or not. And I, I guess I just wanted to get into that a little more in terms of how has it maybe like affected the urgency which you have or does it come with a sense of urgency or is it more um, relaxed than it seems? Like we'll, we'll just see what it actually means to have to live by that. Yeah, it's interesting that you asked me that because actually I, I was just watching Soul yesterday for the first time. I don't know if you've seen it. Mm -hmm. um, it's, a, it's a Disney it's a show, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, I actually really, I, I like the message behind it uh, because, you know, I mean, I, what did, it came out last year, right? End of last year. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's been on my watch list for a while. So. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh. Okay, so you haven't seen it. I don't want to spoil yeah. it. That's why I was. Oh, no, go, but, go okay. ahead. Like, <laughs> I can try to be, I'll be as broad Big. as I can. <laughs> okay. Big, yeah. But I think, I think, or, and, you know, also, um, it's one of these movies where, like, you kind of, 
they leave it to your interpretation in terms of what you want to take away from it. So I can say what I took from it. Um, and then, you know, you can, once you watch it, you can make your own uh, interpretation. But I think the message behind it for me was that, you know, we're always sort of pursuing this one thing of like, this is what will make me happy, whether it's like a certain amount of money, it's a, maybe being able to like build a house, um, or it could be traveling to like 50 different countries or, you know, something that like we feel that once we do it, like we will finally like be happy and like we would have achieved our purpose. But I think as we continue to pursue these things, we become really like narrow-minded and narrowly focused and we forget to enjoy each day because there are things that happen every day, whether it's, you know, could be like a sunny day, you know, after like a lot of rain fall, or it could be, I don't know, eating a delicious meal or seeing your friends after like a long time. But those moments are like, we find that we find them very sort of mundane because they're so, I guess, so accessible. Like they're not, you don't have to do a lot to achieve them. Sometimes they just happen by random occurrence or it's just part of like your daily life. Um, so we don't give, we don't give them that same level of like um, reverence as like, you know, those big life things. But um, even though, but the thing about I, the message I got was that those big life things are fleeting. Like it, it's all in life, right? Like whatever you do here is, it's going to stay here. It's that's, that's going to be your legacy, but they're not, they shouldn't be like your entire essence. Like if, if for me, you know, even as I say, like I'm a creative, like that, I love to do creative things, but I need to find more joy in other parts of my life. I think. Yeah. So yeah, I, that was a bit rambly, but um, that's sort of the message that I got from um, the film is to remember to like, you know, smell the flowers, enjoy each day. Um, that's, you get more happiness than like achieving things that you feel um, are hard to get and will bring you like ultimate joy and purpose and uh, mm -hmm. fulfillment. Yeah, so um, basically the, the what, what I'm getting from you is like it's important to have that focus and those goals, but there's also like a need to pay attention to the other things um, that might seem, well, tiny and so on, but that we can't take with, with you as well, right? And then, yeah. oh, sorry, did you, want, did you want to ask something? No, 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 go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. yeah, but then now, now what that um, brings me to as well is like trying to understand the, the balance, like so where the balance comes in for you, like what is it that um, makes you think, oh, I really need to do and focus on my passions. Um, but at the same time, like smelling the roses, like what's the balance for you? Are you smelling, when do you know that you're smelling too many roses or is it that you're overly focused on the purpose aspect? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I, I'm really bad at that balance because I'm always working. Like I always have uh, projects I'm doing or, you know, working for clients um, and it's, it takes a big part of my life. So I, I'm probably unequally balanced because I'm very much leaning towards that side. And definitely, I I think this past summer, though, I did try to, like, 
do certain things that took me away from that side. Um, but I, I have a long way to go because it's interesting, like I have friends who like I'm talking to them and then I'll be like, oh, like, what'd you do today? And, and they will just say, I did nothing. Like I just had a self-care day. And I'm like, that is really? such a boring concept. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm always like, I always have things to like I have, I work um, in the day and then I come home and I have like things to deliver or edits okay. to do. So like the concept and on weekends, like I'm filming or I'm shooting or doing something. So the concept of like having a day where like I just do nothing, I feel like it brings me like a little bit of anxiety because until like, I feel like I finished everything I need to do. Um, I won't, I, I feel like I won't be able to enjoy that because at the back of my mind, I'll always be thinking of like, okay, I need to do this. So yeah, um, yeah like it's, that balance is difficult. It's tricky because you have to sort of be very aware of like uh-huh. self-aware of where you're at and what you're doing and yeah. how your body is reacting to you know certain um, certain parts of your life. So, for example, if if you if you can see that with the work that you're doing, you're not enjoying it and it's becoming routine. Um, it might be good to step away, not necessarily stop doing it or, or like quit, but just to try to find ways to rejuvenate yourself. Um, and I see the value of it. I'm really bad at, you know, doing it because until the work is done, I just can't stop. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's tricky. You know, what I'm thinking about while, while you're speaking is this concept of like rest and the concept of smelling the roses in general. There's a general like expectation that rest means the self-care days that you're describing. Like you, I think recently I actually um, sent you a message or something after you had, you had um, taken a snap of you having gone to travel. And I was like, oh, that's nice. And I'm, I'm very much like you in that sense where for me, the definition of resting that people have, like my, my, my boss and I would chat about that name. He's like, what, what are you doing this weekend? I'm like, I'm resting. He's like, what does that look like? And I'll say, oh, maybe I'm recording a podcast or I'm going to read this or I'm going to read that. And for me, I am so fulfilled after that and feel so rested and feel so at peace. But what I'm describing to other people is work. <laughs> right and, <laughs> and that feeling that you're talking about when you say that you can get a sense of anxiety from having have done nothing by that definition that for me isn't rest it's it's like yes I've done nothing because that's what rest is supposed to look like right but I have not rested because I still have those feelings of guilt those feelings of anxiety from not having have done at least something that actually fulfills me so I guess that's something that I also wanted to like zone in on because your quote as well has a very like dark element to it where death is, is very central to it and the fear of um, not doing everything before that time. So that's, that's basically what I wanted to get into a little bit more of is it is like the failure to rest a thing where it's the wrong definition of rest for you or is the failure to rest kind of a fear of um, a loss of time and uh, yeah yeah that's that's an interesting question because I think particularly in your 20s um, I think a lot of 
us, you know, in terms because you know you're you're in your twenties as well, and I think a lot of us feel that we're sort of running out of time to accomplish certain things because maybe our parents have done certain things by the time they were our age, um, or maybe you know it's difficult to totally stay outside of it. I try to, um, you know, as much as I can, but you know, you go on social media and you see people have done certain things and maybe you start to look around you and see your friends, you know, a lot of people got married last year. A lot of people had children, had babies and, um, you know, and it's difficult. Like it's, it's a human thing to feel that you are maybe falling behind, but, um, and as you, you know, just sort of knowing that mortality is, is a very fundamentally human thing, but you know, at the end of the day, we're all going to leave this earth. I think it, it just it just gives you a certain level of like fuel to think that, or to sort of try to make the most of your life um, because you don't want to get to the point where, you know, you're on your deathbed or, you know, and also knowing that death can be random, you know, you yeah. never know. You know, one day you are healthy and the next day, you know, you, you get a, you get sick or something happens. And, right. you know, so just having that constantly at the back of your mind, I think for me, you know, I do, I do have those moments of, of, I guess, urgency, like, okay, let me make sure that I've at least achieved these things. And, you know, I've lived the life that I want to live. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's a very difficult thing to come to terms with because particularly when you're young, you feel like you live forever. But yeah. I think in the last year, a lot of people have, you know, also learned that, yes, life is definitely, it's, we, we take it for granted, you know, because yeah. there was a lot of, there was a lot of death and, and suffering and there continues to be a lot of death and suffering. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think um, it's easy to just kind of feel anxious about, you know, making sure you've, achieved what you want to achieve yeah and like my my concern is when feelings like this do crop up like you said it's it's something that's being felt across the board by most of us um when feelings like this do crop up there's a lot of misdirected urgency as well so there's a lot of um like you mentioned the social media etiquette and that's where most of the pressure comes from or um looking at our parents and what they had achieved um i just feel like for the most part, the background of how to get there is missing. So like what, what, what kind of aiming for the finished product. So we're aiming towards, I don't know, making the money straight away um, whilst forgetting that there's a lot of character buildup that happens <laughs> within that process or um, having the, the, the house. And for a lot of people having the house and the child whilst forgetting that you as a person have to be someone who um, can actually be with someone in a, in a, in a long-term situation in that sense. So there's a lot of, I think, like misdirected urgency. And I guess that's something that I want to go into a little more with you as well. Like even when you think about it and when you think about all the things that you have to achieve and having like the, the idea of the mortality aspect at the back of your mind, how do you cultivate that then to make sure that you're not just mistaking movement for progress, that you're actually like directing um, that 
that energy towards things that are fundamentally useful to getting to a place. Ah, yeah, that's that's a very good question. Um, I, I I think the that that point about being very self aware is important, um, and being intentional, being intentional about the process of getting to what you want to get. So, you know, I know I know people are sort of over the whole idea of having New Year's resolutions. I'm also over it, I don't do it, but I think it's good to have goals, short-term and long-term goals, um, just so that you don't feel like you're sort of running around, you know, like a chicken with the, the head cut off. You mm -hmm. feel like you have direction, but I think intentionality is very important of like, you know, whether it's like, for example, it could be small things like, you know, I want to sleep more, um, having like a hard, a hard cutoff of like, you know, okay, I'm going to turn off my phone at this point, or like, I'm, I'm going to make sure I'm in bed by this point, or it could be, um, it could be, you know, wanting to get some kind of certification, and you know, you need to put in a lot of time after work or school to study. So you're just, you know, taking a step back from like your social life um, and, and dedicating like a few months. Um, I think, yeah, just being, having that level of like intentionality is, is really going to help you in, in the long run. Um, in, in my creative work, I know that there are certain things I want to learn, certain skills, certain techniques I want to learn, which are gonna take time and practice. So just being intentional about um, reaching out to people who are skilled at that, asking them questions, shadowing them, um, practicing you know, as much as possible. All of that will help me get there. And, and just writing things down, you know, um, making, making that list of like, what is the process that is going to get me there? One, one of my favorite, uh, like one of my role models in life was Kobe Bryant, um, who passed away recently. And he was very much, about like the craft and the process and very, he was very intentional about um, putting in the work to get to where he wanted to be because he was never like the most athletic person or the strongest athlete or like, you know, the most, uh, the most necessarily the most skilled person until maybe later in his career, but he was probably the most hardworking athlete in, in basketball. In, the, in probably, yeah, in professional basketball. And he would always talk about like the craft and, 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 and how hard he would work every day to perfect his craft. Um, and I think that is something that I try to emulate in my own life is trying to practice as much as possible, trying to take intentional steps to get to where I want to. Because I think for me, if, even if I don't achieve what I want to achieve, or even if I don't get better at a certain skill or, 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 or um, improve what I want to improve, if I know that I put in the work and I did the right things to get there, I will feel fine about it. I'll accept that maybe it wasn't meant to be. But if I know that I didn't do everything I could have done, that would probably eat at me a lot more. So I think that's probably 
something that I'm going to keep even for like to the point of the end of my life to say that, okay, even if I didn't achieve everything I wanted to achieve, if I can say to myself that I did my very best and I did all the right things, then I'll accept whatever, you know, my, my lot in life is at that point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now that's, 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 that sounds easier safe than done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening to you say it. So one of the intentions, there's a few things I can pick out from that. One, the intentionality aspect. Um, First of all, getting to a point where you actually know what is correct to do intentionally and not in itself. Like, I think we actually have to walk through what the process is to get to a point where you're like, this um, is something that I need to do. And this is something that I shouldn't do to get to that level where you're intentional and you're, 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 you're implementing that. So like, what's your process um, on that? Like, what uh, does it, do, are you the type of person who waits? I've had a conversation before with one of my prior guests and she mentioned that she's the type of person who waits for something to blow up <laughs> before realizing that, okay, I should, this is, not for me and um my intentions around this need to change or this needs to be something that I remove so in your case like what's your process do you have more of a like an internal um way of dealing with it or yeah um I think I think I just try to give myself a lot of grace um in the sense of understanding that and patience um and understanding that it I'm not going to be perfect at every step of the way that I will, I will probably, there will probably be sort of delays or something will happen that will cause me to step away from what I'm doing. Um, Life happens, you know, life happens. Sometimes you just can't control, um, you know, things that occur in in your day-to-day life. So I think just giving yourself grace to understand that, you know, you're not going to be perfect about it. And sometimes you still do all the right things and it just doesn't work out. That, that's okay. Um, but that's, it's, it's, it comes down to that whole thing of like control what you can control. What I can control is how I approach, you know, what I want to achieve in life. That's what I can control. I can control the, the decisions I make to a certain extent. Um, but I also understand that I'm human. You know, I'm going to have days where I'm just, I just don't even want to think about doing any of that. Um, and I think just learning to sort of forgive yourself if maybe you're not um, going at the pace that you want it to be, or maybe you started really well and now you're, it's sort of like on, on and off thing. Um, I think if you just forgive yourself and you're gracious, gracious with yourself, you'll, you will, you'll stay consistent, but, you know, just keep on sort of trudging away. Sometimes it can just seem like you're being aimless and you don't, you're like, is this even going to work out? But um, maybe it will, maybe it won't, but just make sure that you control what you control and that you um, you just give yourself that grace if if you're you're not Uh doing it as well as you think you can. And as far as that goes for you, because from as far as I can tell, you're a bit more on the introverted side. Do you think that helps in terms of um, like giving, uh, being able to give yourself that grace a little more? Do you think as compared to uh, 
um, with someone a little more extroverted and yeah. Um, I, I don't know if it's much of a fact, maybe just in terms of like, yes, like if just because I sort of stick to myself a lot and I'm, I'm sort of in my own little bubble, um, it helps me kind of stay focused. I think to that, maybe in that sense, it helps. Um, but you know, there, there are a lot of extroverted people who are um, like, they still are able to sort of pursue their goals and stay focused and, you know, do what they need to do. Um, so maybe it just takes a little bit more. I'm not extroverted, so I can't speak to their experience, but maybe it just takes a little bit more um, intentionality. But for me, I think I find it easy actually during, um, you know, when we were sort of under lockdown, I was like, yeah, I'm okay with this. Yeah, <laughs> okay. this is great. I don't need to, um, it's my life anyway. Like I'm, I'm always, I, you know, I kind of stick to myself. So um, I didn't really mind it. And I actually liked sort of working from home and schooling from home because it gave me time to do other things. Um, yeah. You know, now that we're going back, having to do like the daily commute, it's going to be a bit of a, a pain, but uh, yeah, yeah. And um, so the other, the other thing that I got from what you were talking about previously was the ability to say, when it's all said and done, I did my best. <laughs> now, <laughs> um, I, I'm thinking about what you said before, where it's almost like I can't take any days off, right? And then, but now with this thing, the this philosophy that you're trying to embrace where it's like, yeah, once it's all said and done, I can say I did my best. I can tell that's not natural to you though. If it's if if you have on one end of some something that's saying, okay, you can keep working, keep doing it, why are you taking an off day? How do you transition from that to to <laughs> to what you're trying to live? Or if you're working on it, how how is that going? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's that is a good question because it I, it is my natural sort of inclination to be very like like hustle, 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 grind, like you know, put in the time, put in the hours, work hard, and um, don't stop until you've achieved what you want to achieve. But I think um, <clears throat> I think just understanding that you know, just in based on like what I've been able to accomplish, um, there are certain things that I've been able to cross off my own like not bucket, maybe bucket list where I'm like, wow, like this is amazing. Like I never thought I'd be able to do something like this, but it, it, it came and it went, you know, it's, it's, uh -huh. I, sometimes I remember it and I feel good for a second, but it's, it's over. Right. So I think I'm sort of learning and it also comes from the people in my own life, uh, you know, family, friends, people around me who really try to like sort of impress on me, like, David, you don't have to, you know, always be working, like, just take a break, take a break, take a break, like, they're always in my ear about that, and I think that helps for sure, um, because I could go, like, weeks without talking to anyone, like, I'm just uh -huh. literally focused on what I'm doing, like, I don't need, I, I don't, I sometimes just forget, like, I just forget to literally to, like, check on, <laughs> check on other people, which is not a great thing, but I'm learning, I think this past summer, I've, I've sort of given myself, um, allowed myself to, you know, to connect with friends and put myself out there a little bit more. Um, uh -huh. 
And it wasn't easy. I still had that, you know, as I was letting myself, you know, have those good moments, I was still having the anxiety of like, oh, I uh-huh. should be at home. I should be working. I'm going to regret this. But, um, you know, it's, I think it's in the long run, it'll probably help me um, more than hurt me. And, um, with the end of life thing, I think that sort of comes into the, the idea of remembering to enjoy each day for what it is and appreciate the small moments because those those moments add up and mm-hmm. I think by the end of my life if I was able to stay aware and, and enjoy them they will overshadow whatever regrets I have over like the big mm-hmm. um, accomplishments or the big milestones or bucket list things that maybe I didn't do um, by that point so yeah I think I'm sort of seeing the value of you know those day-to-day moments yeah yeah and I'm, I'm curious to know so does it go further for you than just the 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 work aspects in terms of like being intentional about it like on a on a more you just mentioned that even in terms of speaking to people <laughs> is that something that you're now aiming for like even relationship wise earlier on you mentioned um like you're seeing everyone get married and yeah you so you master one art <laughs> which is I focus on the business aspect and then now you start to think about the personal life as well. Is that something that yeah. you look at and you're like, okay, this needs to be worked on and I need to split my focus a bit or it's, it's, it's a whole different aspect for you? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I'm, I actually, I'm not at this point in my life just because like for certain things, like I'm still, I'm in school. I have, yeah. you know, I'm almost finished with, with my schooling and sort of, gonna jump into like a different level in like career-wise there are certain things that I'm I guess I'm more focused on um more than you know relationship-wise so and I I don't mind it I actually I like I enjoy um you know because I'm an introvert and I like my own company anyway yeah. and I'm very happy happy on my own um so I I'm not really concerned about that because I know that when I'm ready I'll be able to I'm pretty confident that I'll be able well you know (laughs) Ah, okay (laughs) yeah because sometimes sometimes you uh (laughs) no 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 it's not it's not not like that not like that not like that um no just in terms of like um letting things come to you I think you know not not sort of pursuing or chasing, you know, just because you think someone is good looking, there's so much more to, to it than like to, to make that sort of connection. And because I'm very much a person who, like I've, I've been in four relationships um, over the last few years. So I'm like, yeah, I could use a break. I think I could, <laughs> I could just like take some time. So yeah, I'm very, very happy. You know, just being single. I don't know if you've seen. There's a series by um, Pastor Mike Todd on yeah. singleness. Everyone's seen it. Every you know, young millennial uh, Christian. It's been attacking us, hey? <laughs> yeah, but I I appreciate. I like the series. I think he made a lot of really interesting points, and it's something that you know, some certain things he said has stuck with me because mm-hmm. there's a lot of value to just you know getting to know yourself, learning to. Um, to love yourself, um, mm-hmm. becoming more secure in who you are, and not necessarily needing, you know, someone else to like validate your own 
um, desires or like your own feelings. Just you know, learning to be satisfied with who you are as a person. Yeah. You know, like the, something, something interesting for me is when it comes to the question of relationships for most people, even people who are in a hurry to um, satisfy everything else, particularly our generation, there almost seems like there's a this can wait um, aspect to it, right? But what, what I'm wondering is, do you ever think about it and think that maybe um, there's aspects of it that could be useful as well to the other goals that you have? Because I understand it from the sense of like figuring a lot of stuff out first and then um, maybe essentially pursuing that. But the, the idea as well that you have all the time to pursue that after <laughs> after uh, after everything else, do you get what I mean? Like I, I I I get it, but I guess I'd like you to get more into that because you do mention people like Michael Todd, and I've 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 listened to quite a few of his relationship series more more than anything else that he preaches. But yeah, I'm just curious to know like why why the conclusion? <laughs> yeah, I think it's not. I don't think I'm seeing it from the point of like, I want to achieve everything before like I look for like a wife. I think it's, and it's not because I, I will disagree with your question a little bit of like, yeah. how can this be useful? Because I'm more seeing it as like, what can I offer? Uh -huh. Like, what can I, and I, I hate this question. Hey, what do you bring to the table? I hate that question. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't like to entertain that question, but it's more about like, my life as it is right now is very busy. It's very on the go. It's, it's really difficult to sustain a relationship um, for me right now because of different uh, reasons. And so I know that if I were to get into a relationship, it would be difficult to carve out the time that's necessary um, to nurture you know, that relationship and really grow something meaningful. Um, and so, and also I don't really like to do like one-off sort of random meetups or like, you know, random things. So I'm just fine with myself and, you know, just staying in that mode. And so it's not necessarily, I sort of see it as like, let me get to a point in my life. Um, and I have sort of a time range. I don't like to put time on things because yeah. it's life sort of lasts at you when you do that. But um, I have a general sense of like, <laughs> you know, let me get to a point <laughs> where, for example, like I'm not in school, like let me get to a point where like I finish my, all of my schooling and like, yeah. I'm just focused on like my career, then I can look at that. Um, and yeah, I think that will help me like be my best self in a relationship and be able to like dedicate myself to someone because it's a, it's a lot of work to have a long-term happy relationship. It takes yeah. a lot of time and a lot of sacrifice and yeah giving yourself over to, to someone. And I just don't feel like right now I can really do that to the best of my ability. And so if I, knowing that, I prefer just to get through this stage of this season in my life. Mm -hmm. It's honestly like taking on another full-time job, isn't it? <laughs> it is, it is, it is. Because yeah. you're constantly like the everydayness of it. Like you're constantly thinking about this person, their worries become your worries, mm -hmm. their joy becomes your joy and it it does you need you need a lot of energy to be able, and sort of you need to be very um, committed 
to like uh-huh. process of it because you can't if you sort of half step it they will notice um and it will cause issues in your relationship so you have yeah. to be fully invested or it's not going to um, work out mm-hmm. or you'll be very unhappy mm-hmm. it does take a toll yeah and so um stemming from that i'm curious about the concept of identity from you because i guess that's a huge part as well if you're looking at things from the con- perspective of doing creating stuff before um before the time is up basically and like i liked how you mentioned before that if you tend to put a timeline on things <laughs> life kind of laughs at you um but I'm, i'm 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 curious to know how the concept of identity is working for you in that sense like the be what 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 is constituting for you when you're thinking about the identity that you're trying to walk away from all of this with what what does it constitute for you and how have you come to that Yeah, I mean, it's a difficult question because I'm still, I still feel like I'm in my formative years, like I'm still a young person, um, quote unquote, and so I'm still sort of deciding like where I'm going to go because like I said, I'm at this crossroads of like, okay, I know like I've reached a certain level creatively, but also like there's the other side of me, which is more sort of in the professional realm. How, how can I balance that together? Um, I think... I think for me, um, I'm deciding that wherever I go in life, I want to continue to create things. So I want to be able to tell, continue to tell stories, even if I'm doing it, you know, not necessarily like for hire or like in a more uh, sort of professional context as like a filmmaker or anything like that. But even like just to have my camera with me, like just to continue to. To, to shoot, I think it's going to help me. Um, it's a part of me now. Um, it's, it's something that I do and it's sort of becoming part of like my own essence, I guess. So that is something that I'm sure about. The rest of it, I'm not sure about yet. You know, I'm still still deciding, but I think, I think in the next year or so, I will be in a more concrete place. Mm-hmm. Um, but and but and that's another reason why I had I sort of taking a break from like you know pursuing relationships because you, you have to know yourself um, and it's a cliche but it's true um, you can't if you don't know who you are and what you're about it's difficult you you when you get into that state you get sort of fused with that person and yeah. you can build like very unhealthy uh, dependence because if something were to happen or they were to leave or whatever, you lose your own mm-hmm. perspective, your own sense of self and you become sort of lost. So um, I think it's very critical to take your time to um, be sure and confident in who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think that's a really important point. The, the idea of making sure that your identity is very firm before you decide to um, put yourself together with anything or anyone else because it just, um it's not 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 only the fact that you 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 kind of lose who you are but a lot of pressure goes on the other person as well who's more especially if you find someone who's more self-aware if it becomes a blind beating the blind that's chaotic on its own. <laughs> like we don't even have to go into that but if you do end up finding yourself someone who's more self-aware it's now a, a matter of like 
them trying to like um, keep you up as well and you just almost like freeloading on that stability and yeah it's 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 tragic to observe (laughs) i have to say yeah yeah (laughs) yeah but 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 that said as well though um i i still come back to it from like the the mortality aspect like when i when i when i think about that it's just as much as you don't leave what is it earth with the assets that you have you also don't leave with the relationships that you have and i've come to recently understand even from a like a christian new testament perspective we don't even meet people the same way um, that we knew them on earth so it's kind of like once they're gone the time the relationship that you had according to the bible that's it like it's not like i'll bump into you in heaven and be like yo david <laughs> i used to know you way back then i'll have yeah. no clue who you are no matter yeah. how close you were to me so i don't know like for me that's an aspect personally that comes into play where it's almost like i want as much time as humanly possible to cultivate that as well um but yeah that could just be the speech talking <laughs> yeah yeah that's an interesting thought i think um you be just based on my own history I've experienced those things and it's it can be a little bit like just a new feeling, like the feeling of like new love and you know, all, uh-huh. all of those, you know, the butterflies and all those sort of, you know, I think you sort of idealize, you can end up sort of romanticizing it a little bit um, because it's so, I guess, um, it's like a kick it's like it's there's a lot of there's dopamine involved and like there's sort of a chemical reaction that happens and you know this whole idea of the spark uh but you know at the same time like you also experience failure you experience heartbreak you experience loss um you and i've experienced all these things and you it just sort of changes your perspective on what Mm -hmm. that is and what that looks like and um I think I'm much more in a place where I'm much more pragmatic about relationships um, than I used to be. I used to be a little bit more naive of like, for example, I used to think like, oh, you know, I'm a nice guy. I can, I'll, uh-huh. I will, like, I'll just get it right the first time. Like, I don't get upset very easily. You know, I, I'm just gonna be perfect and like, it's gonna be great. But it's much more complicated than that. So it's not all, all up to you. Um, because you're bringing a whole other person into your life with their own sort of nuances and complexities. And um, it's, it's just very difficult to make that work. You know, you love your family, but sometimes you don't even want to see them <laughs> because yeah. they're getting on your nerves. <laughs> right? So um, it's, it's I, th- I think that um, at this stage of my life, it's more about, okay, what are certain things that I'm, I'm looking out for in a person? which will help me believe that this will last for the long term. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, things like empathy, like, are they empathetic? Are they kind? You know, because I know things, something is going to happen. We're going to have arguments. We're going to have hard times. But if you're kind, at least you um, are able to sort of maintain a certain level of 
um, grace, even through those moments. Um, mm -hmm. And it's okay to, you know, to still get upset or angry or anything like that. But um, there's a certain line, I guess, that you don't want to cross. And so, yeah, I'm just very, I'm very, I'm more sort of conscious of that and knowing that in the beginning, it'll be great and it'll be amazing and you should enjoy it. You should totally embrace it, but it's going to change at a certain point. When it changes it might be different for different people, but it will change. And that's when the real work starts. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's what I'm more so now in this season of my life, I'm more so thinking about, am I ready for that change? Yeah. Cause I know I can do, I can do the early stuff. I can, you know, I can do the dates and the gestures and the, you know, courtship and all of that. That's, I, I have it pretty good. I have it pretty well down, but yeah. it's the after that I, I need to figure out, so. It's very interesting how you've broken that down into the, there's aspects of something that you can do. And I think this applies to a lot more things than just relationships. When you think about taking on anything, it's very easy to look at the part of it that's fun. So I don't know if you're the type of person who lo who's looking at trading, for example, the, the profit element is very fun. <laughs> like I, I love seeing the numbers go up and the way you relax in that moment that is like, it's a, it's an, it's a, it's a level of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Euphoria. Oh, <laughs> and, yeah. And you, yeah, euphoria is always nice. Euphoria is the easy part. However, can you handle the losses? Can you handle the, the, the times when it's like, ooh, and have that level of faith that it's gonna come, come back up? And I like how you painted it even in the relationship context where it's like, it's not that you're always, you're not ready for everything about it. There's different elements of it that you might be very equipped for. And I think as people, we tend to focus, when we think of an idea, we tend to focus on the aspects of it that we can tackle, <laughs> especially if we're looking at it from an optimistic point of view. Then of course, when you're more pessimistic about something, you tend to focus um, on it from the aspects that only the aspects that you cannot tackle and only the aspects that you're not ready for. Um, now, I guess my next, my, my next question would be, um, do you ever look at it and evaluate things from the point of view, and this doesn't even have to be relationship-wise, that I am not ready for part two or part three of this, but I'm ready for part one, and part one is all I need to be ready for right now, and then I'm learning parts two and three as I go, oh, are you the type of person who waits for um, all the parts to be something that you can, you can, you can now navigate? Like, how do you evaluate that? Um, I, I wouldn't say I approach um, certain, like what, what I want to accomplish in life from, well, actually, maybe I do, maybe I do, because I, I do like to break things down and sort of work on each, um, each stage, um, you know, on its own. But I'm also someone who, you were talking about trading, I like to hedge my bets a lot. So I like to put, I'll, maybe I'll make an investment in one place, but I also make an investment elsewhere so that if one thing doesn't work out, the other will sort of make up for it. Or like the, I will sort of limit my losses um, because I think that's probably a little bit, I'm not very risk oriented. Like I like to make calculated step, make calculated movements and yeah. know that I've thought about all of the, um, 
what what's the word all of the uh all of the Possible elements wow. yeah yeah all of the scenarios i i know i won't be able to anticipate everything because random things happen by random and um it's just what life is but i like to sort of put a little bit in all places but it's not a perfect approach because you can sort of stretch yourself thing um, a little bit so um i think it's just what's worked for me so far. Um, and it's a little bit more tedious, I would say, but um, generally it helps me feel a little bit more confident about um, knowing that regardless of if I fail in one place, I will be okay um, uh -huh. in, in aggregate because I was doing work in other areas. So uh -huh. um, I don't have that sense of like, it's all or nothing, <laughs> you know, like yeah. this is, this is all, this is where I am. And this is, you know, the only way um, I'll be successful or like I will yeah. achieve, you know, what I'm setting out to achieve. It's, it's, it's very funny. Well, interesting for me because I'm the opposite. Like I'm, I'm very risk loving. Like I, <laughs> I'm one of those people who, if I'm, if I, if I'm not able to just go in, into it full throttle, I'd rather not start because I, I just think for me, my recovery time from things is very, very fast. So it's it's like, it's gradual in the sense that of course you never stop recovering from anything. I don't believe that it is like a day where it's like, okay, <laughs> this is the day it stops, so to speak. But the the essential aspects of it, I, I have mechanisms in place that I think have been really good to me in the past that I really trust in terms of being able to recover, be it from a financial perspective, emotional perspective. And of course, like it's it's never a one size fits all idea, but I don't know, there's a level of faith that I have in myself and the ability to bounce back, right? So why I'm even bringing this up is it's so funny that when I read your quotes, that's what I felt from it, where I was like, okay, this is 100% take all risks <laughs> while you can. <laughs> So I'm listening to, I'm just, I'm just going through this conversation with you and I'm just realizing how it's, it's gone almost in like a completely opposite direction to the impression that I initially had. Um, well, I don't know if it's, if anything, I would say take some risks, but I think it's more about, um, like I say, like the moment, the small moments, the small aspects of life, those are... Okay things that you should be focusing on as much as you want to focus on the big life things. Yeah. Um, and those will help you because you can't take those with you. As we said, you know, you can't take those with you to the next life or after you die. And yeah. so you should try to maximize those feelings and be aware and embrace them as much as you're embracing the other things. So, yeah, but, you know, I understand if you maybe saw it from my point of like, I meant like, you know, go hard, you know, yeah. take all the risks you want in life. But I would say take the risk, yes, but don't let it take you away from you yeah. know, the other aspects of life. Yeah, like I, I, I just find it interesting that depending on the type of mentality you have, and I think this is fundamentally what's most interesting for me about these conversations, where depending on the type of person you are, the same quote that I give you is going to be implemented completely differently um, if you were to say, give it to me. And I'm just, a, 
I'm, I'm just really enjoying um, learning about these thought processes and the difference in terms of, because if I was to put what, what I think it should be on you, it would be so, so different and it would be handled so differently. So, yeah. Well, what do you think? What do you think? <laughs> Sorry. What do you think about the quote? About the quote? So I've... I've, I've always had an, 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 a subconscious clock, and I think I addressed this on another episode, probably briefly. I've always had a subconscious, subconscious clock. I can't tell you the day it switched on. Um, I, I, to this, I don't even know what, what the clock is, like what the date is. Or I know some people say age 40, they want to have, have achieved everything. I don't have that. But what I do know is that I have this. I have this thing where I feel like a lot of things came to me earlier than before. A lot of people, so to speak. So a lot of life lessons that maybe you're supposed to learn at 16, I had to encounter at the age of 11 for different reasons. I had a very stable background, very stable upbringing, but life happens, <laughs> and it's it it can be anything from the death of someone that you're close to, no matter how stable the the, the environment you grow up in is. There's different things that will happen that will strike you differently because you went through them too young, um, as opposed to if I'd gone through them at 20 and so on. And I also did leave home early by myself without my parents as well. So I don't know. It's just there's been a lot of um, different times for me to develop an, an, an identity for um, everything. So be it professional development or um, like emotional development, spiritual development, whatever, name it. And because of that, because of the feeling that a lot of these things came to me earlier, they're evolving, but they're not changing. <laughs> so some of the stages where it's like, okay, I have to find out what this is. It's something I went through early before I even knew that I, I, was, I was finding that. So I guess that's where the timeline thing for me comes in, where of course I'm in an environment where everyone else is, um, everyone else my age, the typical expectation is this, 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 that. But my expectations for myself are very different because my timeline has unfortunately just always been very different. It's like fortunate and unfortunate. Um, so because of that, I do have more urgency, I would say. Um, and I don't know why things came to me earlier. I don't know if it means that it's because you just have to achieve things faster and do it for longer or you're achieving things faster because you're gonna have a show. I don't know what it is. I, I don't think about that too much, but yeah. I just think okay. the fact that you've come to those realizations me means you need to act on them before you're forced. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It's born out of your experience. And mm -hmm. uh, that's, that's uh, human. It's part of being human, you know? Yeah. Our, the way we interpret certain things, it's, it's born from our circumstances and our, um, what we've been through in life so i i okay. see why you would sort of read it you know in a different way than than, than i did but yeah that's yeah. interesting yeah I, I just thought that was interesting to point out like the perspective wise because i think a lot of people even listening to these things will have different takeaways and yeah i always like that about that's that's what i like about asking people to talk about what they want to talk about as well um yeah that's a great <laughs> approach <laughs> I know it's a it's a it's a it's a little daunting though when you have to find it. Was it easy for you to come up with? Was it something that was just present? Is it something that's more like up there, or you had to think about it a bit? 
Um, I mean, it's always been something that's been on my mind anyway. So I think, yeah, yeah like I'm grateful that you gave me the, can you hear the siren in the background? Yeah, I can, but it's really fun. You can? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, like I'm grateful that you gave me the opportunity to talk about it. So, you know, I'm just sort of, um, it was sort of always floating in my head and you know, I'd always wanted to talk about it. So yeah, this is yeah. a good medium. Oh, thank you so much for um, being open to have the conversation. I don't know if you have any like closing words or anything you feel like you didn't get a chance to say that you'd like to um, get into a little bit. Uh, no, no, I just, um, yeah, just thankful again. Uh, thanks for having me. And this was a really great conversation. I, I, you asked really good questions, very insightful. Um, so, you know, I, yeah, I just uh, really enjoyed it. And, and I'm looking forward to hearing um, what other people had to say as well and sort of all how the direction that you're going to go because you know, I think you're very sort of intellectual and, you know, very intelligent. And, you definitely know how to go really deep um, on, on some of these issues. So I, I definitely appreciate that. I hope this is, I'm not, I, I don't think I have much to say that's, you know, of interest for people to learn, but uh, I posh. hope that, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I hope at least, you know, this is somewhat interesting to someone yeah. out there. So. Well, no, that, thank you so much. I really do think it is um, something interesting to think about. Mortality is a scary topic. Um, something we avoid quite a lot, but we're faced with all the time. So yeah, I think it's, and it's also just worth, though I think the way you think about it is really calming actually. So <laughs> I think really? a lot of people, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are going to enjoy this because it's, I'm actually learning a lot from you in the sense of like a more pressure-free way to recognize it. Um, and yeah, I've actually learned a thing or two. So <laughs> thank you Good. so much, David. Wow. No and, problem, thanks. And for those who've been listening up until now, thank you so much for um, joining us for this episode of Far From Eden podcast. I, as usual, appreciate any feedback that you can give and I will also add, with David's permission, his social media details um, in case you just want to follow his work um, and so on. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us again and you guys take care. <laughs>